you were recording. I deleted. Did you though? Did you did you just save that to your blacklist file? No comment. Yeah, now he's just gonna ignore us and be on his phone. What they can do? Fire me? <laughs> no, they'll fire John <laughs> for Cartman's comments. Boy, everyone's real talkative this time. This is good. It's gonna be the shortest one yet. Uh, it might be. Number twenty-five. Is, is it? it? We've, no, no, we've been two months. Pop. Yeah. We are two months behind. Yeah, we discussed a Christmas episode. That didn't happen. Did we do one around Thanksgiving? Nope. October was the last one. Yeah, it was. The party on the deck. Yep. Fun times. Well, that was a while ago. No, that was not no. October. No. The party was... on the deck was the one before. We The yeah. last one we did in here. Yeah. Yeah, because we talked about the party on the deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how this one was supposed to be in a bar. Mm-hmm. And yet, here we are. That's what happened. <laughs> I'll do this for Eric. Is that we kept debating about doing it in a bar, and Eric's like, no, that's not a good idea. I was like, yes, it is a good idea. And then we just stopped talking to each other. <laughs> that was the end of the friendship. Negative. No, now we well, have, now we have no, a weekend. I mean... We have a weekend drunk we're planning, so... That It'll you be wanted a, you wanted to do that the night of my anniversary and that wasn't gonna. We were trying to celebrate with you, Brian. <laughs> I already talked to a local restaurant tourist said he'd have us in there before really? they opened up. See, all right. Did he come in early? And open what we up? have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> sounds like a resource has been found. We're good. I, we're I communicating guess. now. Is that a failure? Yeah. We'll set it up. Yep. Set it up. Is it is it a place we can talk about already? Uh, it's about the closest one you can find from here. Oh, okay. We can. Mm. Yeah, we can figure that out then. I don't really have a path for this one, guys. I just had a goal. It was to try and be as positive and fun as possible, which is kind of always a goal, but. Why, why did you negative. invite Eric then? We're all negative Nancys. I know. We always end up talking about mental health and it goes downhill. John just wants to drink. Brian doesn't feel good. I'm always negative. I know. Look at these beers that John picked up. Good for this him. This time, I'm 100% sure it's not alcohol. You're at least 30% sure. The I did notice we made bought. so much fun of him, he shaved. That was almost immediate. I know. <laughs> I, I kind of felt It was bad. like two days later. I His wife felt was bad. like, no, he gave up. That was December. No, that was November. No, it wasn't. Because we I were still... We in... were talking about no shave November. Yeah. 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 So I it was made before it, that. I made it all the way through November with that stupid mustache. And come December 1st, I shaved it off. <laughs> I, I can't You I look can't so much this. younger. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys can't see, but I'm stroking the cheese mustache. Yes. <laughs> I can't do that. I like... I don't even know how. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you, we're not video. <laughs> yeah. I can grow a beard down to my belly, but I cannot get a good mustache That's going. A, same thing. I can grow a beard within a, like two weeks for the fair. I can do it. I can't. No, it won't do it. No. I haven't shaved in three hours, and this is what I get. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't shave this morning. Anymore. All right, John. If you ever got back into bicycling, you could just feel it in your face. Right. That's the best part of it. 
Whoa. All right. You need to stop breaking things, though. That's true. That's his chair. He can do what he wants. His, I thought you threw it out. I was looking for it earlier to set up, and then I was like, ah. No. That's yours. Yeah, I found it. It's my podcast chair. Okay. Although somebody, your volume keeps coming in and out as you rock back and forth. That's fine. Is it, though? Just get one of those. We need to get it on. I was just going to say that. Lapel mic. Lapel mm-hmm. mic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You just walk around with it all the time. Can what do you think? Episode 25? That's what we're going for. Positive Polly. <laughs> you're, the, <laughs> you're the guy that does the intro, so let's get her going. Here it is. Oh, no, wait. We have the man with the uh, deep, oh, that's softly right. voice. He's got, the, uh, he's got the voice for radio. Yes, I do. I think you just got voluntold into doing the introduction. Well, he doesn't have the face for TV, so. <laughs> that is that for absolutely sure. <laughs> going for positivity here. I was well, positively 100% sure that that was true, what I just said. <laughs> and I'm positive that he's right. <laughs> oh, I picked the wrong group for this. <laughs> you tried. There's a lot on your shoulders yeah. for this one, buddy. I tried to invite, uh, I tried to invite Josette, but she was busy in class. Well, tonight. I, you know, I mean... She, yeah. I just say welcome to Bay Floor Discussions. <laughs> welcome to Bay Floor Discussions. place but he's gonna leave the 10 minutes of nonsense beforehand and yep there's gonna be a ton of silence in this one i can tell already the fans love it uh, i all I, I would, I, what did we have like 20 viewers at one point and then we stopped for two months so i'm sure the people that did listen to us don't listen to us anymore <laughs> well i think people tried to watch for a while but we never got the audio right on facebook so john dude i couldn't people figure it out bailed. i gotta re i gotta talk to that pastor what? <laughs> yeah, um, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Is he your uh, your your AV guy? He offered when he was in that yeah. last session we had with him. So our last the, one, the therapy session or the, when, the when episode? I, the episode when I had the two chaplains come in. Twenty-four. We had ninety-eight listens. Twenty-three. We'd had a hundred and thirty-seven. Wow. That means today it's twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> the big two five. 25 viewers for 25 episodes. Right. You can just apologize ahead of time for, for this one. I think I say that a lot, though. You do. It's okay. What, it's apologies? Fine. Yeah. We should just start off with that disclaimer. All right. Welcome to Bay Floor Discussions. We're sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we that need new decals. Yeah. yeah, that could be a new shirt. De- new decals. <laughs> yeah. That's, get that's, the helmet on the front and the, I'm do. sorry on back. I'll talk to my guy. We should be, I was going to say, we should get shirts that have the podcast logo on it for the, the training. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. No, because there's going to be real podcasters there. Let's not do that. Right. This is a real podcast. 
Shows up on all the major platforms. Right. It's it does, pretty impressive. Yeah. It has said, its own Facebook page, okay? I, I said episode 25. The guys that are going to be at this class, we're talking like thousands of episodes. So we're a little behind. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. We have quality here. We have Do we either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have some nice equipment, and, and right. sometimes we try. If you're talking about people, look around the room again and say that with a straight face. We're supposed to be positive tonight, remember? Oh, I'm positive 100% sure. I'm, yeah. I'm right again. We're going to get that a lot. Well, since you brought it up, Eric, why don't you talk about what we're doing in a couple of weeks? What we're doing is we're going to a Fool's Summit in Wells for a weekend. It's Friday night class, all day Saturday, and half a Sunday. Northeastern Fire Summit. Yeah, with like, I don't, I didn't, I lost count. There's like 12 or 13 presenters doing two different paths. One's commercial fireground stuff and one is leadership stuff. And we've gone... I've gone for several years, and I've taken John and a couple of guys every year. I add a couple more, and this year, you and I got two rooms. We're taking eight people, and uh, going to show some force. When is that? That is the March third, fourth, fifth. Yes. So we can leave about February twenty third to get there on time. <laughs> no, I'm just not going to go this time. Oh, he's he's going to be dry. No drinking. No. Nice. No, I will be down there. I got to work till six p.m. on. Friday, oh, so I'll here be down we there. go. <laughs> Isn't this how it started last time? Talk to car, car three over in over in that place. We yep. just won't say it. <laughs> nice save. Well, the few listeners have no idea what well, we went through what last we time we went. Three minutes before we already started poking at people. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to make sure it's not a reoccurring thing. So what paths did you all sign up for? I signed up for the leadership one. I think everybody did, so yes. we can all stay together. Yeah. Well, not yeah. only that, but like, because the other one was actually like named or titled uh, Tactical, the Tactical mm-hmm. Path, and I was like excited for that, thinking it would be kind of fireground tactics and stuff like that that's exactly like, what it is well like you said it's like commercial like wasn't one of them commercial restaurants and commercial restaurants uh taxpayers um so like i mean the taxpayer thing would be good to check out but commercial restaurants i mean we have we i guess you'd call them restaurants there you can order food but i would assume they're talking about bigger like Places with um, fryers and hoods. And you, the good you've got that around here, though, on the 302 corridor. Yeah. I so think he, here's the thing, Ed, because I know this is going to be your first time going, but with the Fools, they are very vast. So even though the program says that as a title, they're very good at spreading that out to the crowd that's in the room because they know that it's some full-time guys, some part-time guys, some volunteer people. They're really good at adjusting the conversation or whatever they're doing to that. The best part about this is in our area, I don't know of a program you can go to with 12 presenters in a weekend that are from all across the U.S. Like several of the instructors are FDIC instructors that are going to be there for that weekend. I mean, where else in Maine are you going to get that group of people for a weekend? Yeah. It just doesn't happen. And <clears throat> Rusty Ricker, the president of the Fools from New England, brings that program up here, and it's wonderful. I've been six or seven times now. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's not just one topic. Like, you take a, a regular program around here, it's like one topic for three days. These guys are covering all kinds of things. So you, you, don't, lose, you don't lose your mind, like, getting drifted off in one topic. Right. And they, they keep it very fun and very 
uh, entertaining it, anyways. Yes. Yeah. Lively. Lively. Yeah. Lively is a good way of putting <clears> it. <throat> We've had a good time. We'll say that. No, I'm excited. I mean, I like any opportunity. I mean, I like any opportunity to train anyways, but anyway, any time you're going to make an event out of it multiple days, because the people that go to those are actually excited to be there. Whereas, like, if you bring a training opportunity to your department, you tend to get people that kind of feel more obligated or actually are obligated to be there. And then it, it kind of drags because you're, you're always kind of brought down to your lowest common denominator and the lowest amount of effort. I mean, as, as instructors, you kind of have to gear your class, not totally to that lowest person, but you have to make an attempt and it slows everything else down. So if you go to and set up a training that people actually have to travel to, people that are going to go there are are interested and i know this is more a talking like seminar but you know that's all still. it is there's yeah, no hands-on right, right, stuff right. at all it's all it's all lecture but like i said it's it's so many topics but my favorite part about it is like i said you're in a room with well there's probably a hundred people in there last time we went oh closer to 150 from everywhere all yeah. over new england and like i said across the u.s some people fly in for this stuff you have so many different groups in the room to bounce things off of, and it's the brotherhood that I like. You know, you could be sitting there with a guy from New York City and a guy from Fort Lauderdale, a guy from Podunk, Maine, up north, you know? That's what I really liked about the, um, the Fire Academy one that we used to do every year. We haven't done for a while, and I know it got the kind of murky. The Maine State weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I know it got kind of murky with COVID and all that, but... Um, they just they just put a flyer out that they're gonna they're gonna have it this year, in March. They're, they're only offering like three or four classes, I think. Though. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty short, limited lineup. Yeah. But that information's out. Yeah, I, they just sent it. Cool. Ju- I just saw the email, so I'll then forward March, it out. If it's in March, it'll be the same weekend. <laughs> right. I enjoyed. Other than the last time I went down there, I went by myself, got stuck in that airport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chief. <laughs> Chief's on the phone with his credit card trying to help Ed out. <laughs> we made it work. Yeah, it, it, and it worked out surprisingly well. It, it turned from, uh, so I went down there, I went by myself, and I flew. We used to take a van when everybody went, but I was by myself, so it was more cost-effective and time-effective to fly. Well, I think, I don't remember exactly, I think the class let out at like three and my flight was at, like, 4. And so I got right out of class. They have a shuttle that brings you to the airport. Jumped in the shuttle, got there. And, like, my flight wasn't on the board anymore. And I didn't have any information, like, no emails, no nothing. I don't know if it was because it went to the the department's email or, or whatever. But I had to go find, like, a customer service thing. Oh, yeah, your flight was canceled. Okay. Well, <laughs> like what, like what at least you didn't miss it. It wasn't right. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll get you on another flight." And she was like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be at eight o'clock." And I'm like, well, "Okay, that's it's four hours. Kind of sucks, but whatever. I'll, I'll wait for us." She's like, "No, t- tomorrow. It's, it's eight o'clock tomorrow." <laughs> no, no, I can't <laughs> stay here for twenty eight hours. Guess what's not gonna happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and. Uh, it was uh, like severe thunderstorms. I don't know if they were coming in or had already come in. I don't remember. This was like five oh, years ago yeah, now. Four or five. But uh, whatever, I was able to find one one company that was still flying out. 
caught them. So it worked out, but traveling by myself, that was actually, yeah, it had to be 2018. Cause it was yeah. my first time on a plane was two weeks before that. And then I got on this <laughs> one and well, you didn't really get on it. You were supposed to, well, I got on the one in Portland <laughs> to get down there. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to for this weekend. We got coming up is that every time I go, I try to take more people. And uh, we got two rooms for four people, so eight of us, hopefully, for the last two sign up. I mean, we'll have a crew that we can go and enjoy our weekend, yeah. which I'm excited for. I mean, classes aside, I'm just going to be happy to hang out with some of you guys and some relax and get away from here. <laughs> oh, come on. And some of the uh, <clears throat> presenters are also not all just lecture. There's um, definitely some participation uh, breakout sessions, so it's not just straight up lecture the whole time, which is, and there's such a varied mix of instructors and different personalities too that helps. The uh, free Florida soap was certainly exciting last year. <laughs> yes, it was. John was very, very happy to have the bagpiper yep. presentation. Cool. I look forward to it. Something different. I think you'll like it, and if it's like anybody else I've taken, you're going to get hooked. I mean, I always, it's, these training opportunities pop up that I always want to go to, and just my schedule has never allowed for it. And this year, we had to shuffle some things around, but but made it work. So I I don't know how to explain it. I mean, the other three guys in the room have been to a fool's event. Like, it's different than any other training you go to. I don't know how to explain it. It's the, the brotherhood, the tradition, the pride that's behind it, like, it's like you said, it's guys that give a shit and are there for the right reason. And it's just a whole different feeling than the Wednesday night couple hour session. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. But Well, I know the last time you guys went, you came back and that's when you were all excited about, about training again, really. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I feel like I'm already on the upswing of like, you know, I'm, I'm starting here full time. So now I'm like getting back into the, I want to learn. I want to yeah, do things. You're the new Carl. Like. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just, um, you know, and that's why I, I made this one a priority because, like, this this should be my focus right now, and I'm excited to that I can say that, and that's something that I can do. Well, it's happening the beginning of March, which will hopefully ignite us going into the spring to right. maybe do some stuff again. Yep. Which we got some stuff in the works, so. Right. Already. Yeah, and the first round of uh, uh, classes from the MFSI have been approved. And um, so the uh, firefighter 1-2 classes that are all being done through the state funding, um, ten, 10 departments across the state, so that's very good news. Nice. And that's stretched out throughout the year? or uh, It's pretty much starting up this uh, spring. I think those 10 courses are either spring or summer. Um, I, there was a press release out about it and listed all the towns. And it, um, it's hosted in those 10 different towns? Yep. Each t- Any department had the opportunity to apply um, for the funding, um, and the state is providing the instructors, the books. Everything's going to be covered um, with state cool. funding, so no cost to the departments. It's still being put together, but I'm pretty sure I'm involved with the one in Freiburg, and I think they're starting in the fall. Nice. <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure because it's still I'm still meeting and talking to them, but 
I believe so that's, that's, that's going to be the round two of funding. So the first round of funding was the 10 departments for the spring. Yeah. And then they're going to continue this for, I believe, two years. Is that another bridge or is that a full one and two? It was a little confusing at first and we're still talking about it, but I believe what it is, it's going to be a basic class yeah. and then it's just going to keep going. It's going to be basic right into firefighter one, right into firefighter two. So you start from the beginning and wherever you finish is what you get out of it. That's what I was told by the person, the coordinator that was asking me to be involved. But like I said, I'm not 100%. We're still meeting and talking about it. Yeah, it's still in the early stages. It's a, it's a new thing that they're trying to do to, because we did the bridge before yeah. and it worked and they noticed that it's a need. So I think now they're trying to f reformat how they're doing it to give that opportunity to everybody else. Well, that's the cool that thing That can't about just put months is, in it. Is you know? that it's always, always transforming. And it's, it's nice that in the past year or so, or in the past two years, I'd say, that they've noticed that um, there's different needs for different departments in different areas, and they've been willing to work with us and come up with different curriculum and different... Uh, <laughs> Chief's just quietly walking away. Uh, different... They're definitely being more flexible of, yeah, with, exactly. with having the bridge courses. Like, I feel like in the past it was very, very rigid, and if you couldn't do it their way... That was the end of it. A good example is that uh, that officer class we took. I know uh, John's talked about it before that it was really difficult that before to get that officer certification, you needed to dedicate. It was it's a full week, right, to go to their yeah to go to their facility and yeah, yeah. and they recognized that that's not acceptable for a lot of people that they can't handle that, um, but there's still departments that would benefit from that training and so they developed a course to take outside of their facility and i think that's that's been a big one and i'm sure there's a bunch of other examples but they've been transforming a lot of stuff there's some new leadership in mfsi that's shuffled around a little bit and i've seen good things from the changes so far awesome it seems like they're looking more at that exactly what you're talking about yeah well i mean with covid Everybody needed to learn new ways for everything. And as much as that sucked and it, it hindered a lot of things, it improved a lot of things as well. It got people to really think outside the box and uh, come up with other solutions. And, it, and another thing is it, it updated a lot of information because a lot of stuff had to be reviewed that hadn't been reviewed in a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, it needed to be digitized. It needed to be... You know, change. They needed to change the format on it, and that required eyes on everything. And I think it, that pulled out a lot of issues. You're looking at a paper, chief. What you got? Well, we're just talking about training, and and uh, the fire uh, Cumberland County fire chiefs is there. We're trying to <coughs> revitalize the the organization. So. It used to be Cumberland County Fire Tax School that we had mm -hmm. for a really long time. Um, so we're trying to start that again. Um, not, not to that level, but um, we, we're hosting a uh, one-day training. Um, it's April 8th, and it's from 8 to 4. There's four different pathways. Um, there's a chief officer workshop, a hands-on fire training, uh, which is going to be in Yarmouth. Uh, EMS slash continuing ed uh, pathway is going to be in Freeport and then a um, leadership preparing to become a leader 
um, intro to fire officer in, in Cumberland. So um, those are that's coming up again. Uh, like I said, April eighth. Um, so who's instructing it? Uh, it's various instructors based on on um, on what pathway. Um, uh, let's see, Westbrook is going to be Chief Sloan. Um, we've got. Um, well, so we got we got. Uh, so it's regional instructors that are doing the program. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Chief Robitaille uh, in Yarmouth. You got um, uh, Chief Small is going to do the fire officer, and then um, I'm not sure if the chief in Freeport is going to be doing the EMS or if he's going to have somebody do it for him. But um, Chief Conley up there. So Paul. Yep. Um, so you know that's that's out there. Um, we're trying to trying to reinvigorate the the want and the excitement for the fire service so and the best part is it's uh it's only 25 bucks no matter which one you which one you choose oh, that's, wow. that's basically that's covering lunch because we're going to provide lunch so cool um it's fantastic you know, it's, it's we're trying we're trying so um definitely reach out if if anybody has any questions or anything we'll uh, we'll get you the info and Get you the links that kind of stuff so cool yeah i know i will take a copy of that and uh well it's it's cumberland county is it are they going to be exclusive to cumberland county or no. is it okay no maybe john can you get that up on the uh facebook page yeah, that's what i'm doing you're my hero <laughs> he didn't want to say anything this episode but he'll take pictures and make a bunch of noise with the paper the uh, Oxford Cumberland Chiefs Association is bringing in big water in May uh, for a 16-hour um, rural water. Perfect. Um, and we're going to be working on our ISO. Yeah. Uh, so we can get credit for being in a certifying our tankers and water supply. Yep. Perfect. Because it's been. That was one of the first trainings I yeah, did. Yeah, that this was department. like 2011 or something, wasn't it? I had a blast it? doing that. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a lot great. of fun. The, the only it was fun. The only disappointment was was that we missed the mark. Did we? I thought we got it. And that time. the only the only reason why was because of a simple um, a simple adapter um, that was was not high flow, hmm. so we missed it just by just by a little bit, but we missed it. So um, I've been asking if we're going to host that again. So that's, that's exciting that we're going to get that. Now, is there um, a certain, um, is there a certain person that needs to be there to like, ISO, verify that? ISO will ISO be there. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think big water sets all that up anyway. Correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they'll, and it, it doesn't, it's so if it's in Denmark, Denmark isn't the only agency that gets credit for it. It's every agency that participates for that weekend. will get those ISO points. So, um, I mean, every every little decimal of a point matters, so that's great. Yeah, it's and nice. I know, like, when I was working for that insurance company, it, looking at our ISO rating, it hadn't been updated in a long time because it had, you know, like mutual aid departments and stuff like that, and I think, like, our only mutual aid was listed as Raymond, and there was a couple things I brought up to you at the time. It was, it yeah. was bizarre. Yeah, and... and I'll tell you what's bizarre is trying to track someone down at ISO to talk to them about yeah. that stuff. That is a big challenge. Yeah. Um, but and, and and for letters and stuff like that, for verification on what our ratings are. And 
And I don't know about you, Chief, but I'm getting more and more residents who are being contacted by their insurance companies to get updated locations and distances from uh, fire stations. I get, and, I get calls all the time yeah. from insurance agencies asking me where the nearest water supply is and how do we, you know, what's our staffing, what's our equipment. It's it's becoming more prevalent. You know, well, they're, the they're, they're starting to take notice, yeah. you know, because yeah. like... I mean, I've said it before, but some of the some of the roads and stuff around here don't get maintained in the winter. Yeah. So, but there are, there are there are places down there. And that's a tough conversation with an insurance company when yep. they're asking you, yeah. "Is that road maintained?" And you can only tell the truth. Yep. And then yep. getting residents calling had, back. Yeah, I mean, I've had conversations with residents on that. So, you know, if you're, it is if, what you're it is. if you're building a house on the side of a mountain. <laughs> and you're not giving me the ability to get up there, yeah. don't don't be expecting service. Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we will eventually get there, but, you know, you've you got to work with us a little bit. And I think, well, for us anyway, it's helped with codes because now I get now I get site plans and, and I'm involved with that process. So, but, I mean, there's, there's a lot of places around town that are not accessible. So. Weather has not cooperated this year either. No, not at all. No, this this the first part of the year was great. It cooperated very well. Kind of, but it, it's created a long-term issue in that the ground's still soft in a lot of places. You have a shell of ice on top of it, and the ground's soft. I mean, I bet you've had a problem with that with your uh, with your truck. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. the last couple of calls we've had, it's just we we got a good amount of snow, and um, that snow just was was so wet and then a layer of fluff on top of it that when it got shoveled or plowed it really just packed the bottom down and then it got warm and then cold real quick well, the, it flash froze everything yeah. also the issue i've been seeing is people couldn't push that stuff push away it. enough yeah. um so that you, you you're hitting snow banks when you're trying to get a big truck in matter of fact i delivered to <laughs> chief's house the other day and uh had to blow out his snow bank at the end of the road into to get up in yeah. It broke it enough that I could push it down. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, there was a, another place I went to today over in his town that I went to pull in, and my both my front fenders were scrubbing snowbank, and I was like, yeah, I'm just saying it's happening. Yeah. So if I can't get in there with my propane truck, you're not getting in there with an emergency vehicle. So. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it without hiring a piece of big equipment to come in and break that up. I mean, it's frozen. At this point, I mean, it's a solid it's concrete. Of ice. Yeah. It's like a Jersey barrier at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It hurts when you hit it. And when you look at the forecast, it, it's a more of the same thing. You'll get a couple of warm days that you might be able to break it up, and then it's going to freeze. So you got a chance, and then it they're, goes back. <laughs> they're still expecting January to be the warmest January in history in Portland, even with this last couple of days of cold because of how warm it well, was. It and December been. was the third yeah. warmest, yeah. and the, the warmest in Bangor. Yeah. Um, well, we're talking about positivity. It's the end of January, February, it, March. We're almost posit- there. I was say, positivity <laughs> is it's warm. It's fairly yeah. warm. When I walked in, I mean, it's it's kind of cool outside, but it's still melting off the roof. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Got a little bit of ice in the parking lot, and that's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like the way things have been, multiple departments around here, and I'm sure everywhere else, it, it's been it's been brutal for everyone. And so I was just trying, trying to think of ways to make it better. And I know we've we've hit that topic so many times, but I I want to know what, as an individual, you can do. And I got thinking about that 
yesterday and today, I mean, I mentioned that I just wanted to be positive anyways, but I kind of narrowed it down the last couple of days of like what each individual can do and just kind of looking around and we had that, that fire yesterday and that really kind of sparked it for me is that you can always pick out negative things. It's, it's way easier to look at what went wrong or who didn't do something and at what point is it helpful to bring those things to light and at what point is it just beating somebody down and like as an individual as a firefighter walking around how much can you change a single shift and how much can you change an entire department just by changing your attitude about it well there's something you can do there there's a uh, something called thorns and roses when you're doing your debrief, either from a shift or from an, an event or, or, or a call or something. Figure out what we could have done better, but then end it off with the roses. Like, what? here's the things that someone did really well. So get the kind of improvement, negativity, or how we can get do things better out first and then end off with positivity. So that way when people leave the room, they're feeling good about it rather than saying, hey, you did a really good job, but here's the other three things you did wrong. Now go do something about it. That's a nicer way of saying it than the shit sandwich. I was going to say, <laughs> I like the sandwich. Yeah. Something nice, something bad, something nice. But I mean, that's for um, like a specific incident debrief. And I'm, I'm, you're talking more, I'm trying to be more, bro- yeah, like broad about it. And what really sparked it was the fire yesterday. And I realized when I came back how negative I was being about things that had happened and I was like how much is this this isn't going to help anything like um, I can complain about it all I want if the people I'm complaining about heard it all it's going to do is upset them it's not going to change the way they do things like and I've, I've always had the the feeling that I'd never say anything to somebody else about somebody else if I wouldn't say it straight to their face but also like it that doesn't make it any better it's it's extremely difficult to have a tough conversation with someone right but sometimes i mean sometimes it needs to be brought up and other times all all it's doing especially if you're not talking to that person if you're talking to somebody else about what what a different person did then there's nothing that's going to come out of it yeah there's nothing nothing productive out of that You'll get a little bit of feeling better because you vented about it, but honestly, it's going to bring the overall morale down. So what you need to do is make it even. So if you're going to approach somebody with a conversation, throw yourself under the bus first. Like, hey, what could I have done better on this call? And then let them open up, and then you can bust the door back down and be like, well, this is what I thought about what you did. Right, if you're approaching (laughs) that that person or that situation that you had a problem with. But like I said, I, I just realized at the time, I was like, I'm, I'm venting, and all it's doing is just, just being negative. And it, it might make me feel better for a moment, but then I'm like, oh, crap, all I did was kind of toss dirt on somebody well, I mean, else. So. You, ha- you, have to be, you have to be able to vent. Right, um, you have not, to be comfortable Not every it. experience is going to be positive. Um, but also be part of the solution. If, if you've found a problem or identified a problem, what are ways that we can fix it? And right. follow through with the fix. Right. But I think a lot of that times, and kind of what I'm getting at, is it is, it is just your attitude. You know, uh, I think um, 
my attitude? No, no, no. Come no. at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like I'll every day. <laughs> well, what I'm about to say is kind of calm. Every day I come in here and I'm like, I, I have, if not a new up-to-date station, I have a comfortable station. I have enough room to do everything that I want to do. I have fairly nice trucks. You know, I've worked in other departments where it's like, hey, to start the vehicle, turn the key, and if this light blinks a couple times, it's not going to work, shut it back up. You know, like yeah. you have to work around stuff. We have our issues every once in a while, but it's, for the most part, we have nice equipment. Um, you know, I've never had a real big issue with anyone that I work with. I have a lot of things that I'm really thankful for every time I walk in here. And so it was kind of... Um, you don't have to keep kissing his ass. you got the job. So, but it, it was just stop, just piling up. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so, so so let me just jump in here for a second and <laughs> and say this. All right, it is super refreshing for me to hear that, and that's what I'm getting at. That that is what I'm trying to to say is how often could we make the situation better just by kind of recognizing what what's good and like. It's so easy. It's like going to a mechanic. You'll you'll hear every issue that mechanics ever had, and you will not hear the thirty thousand people that had a good experience with them. You won't. It's it's way easier to complain, mm-hmm. or you're way more likely to complain about something bad than to to bring to light the the good things that are happening. It's and seven to one. You you know what? Um, and and I I had read this a while back and I had forgotten about it. Um, but our favorite um, online retailer that ships in two days, sometimes. Um, I can't say her name because something will activate. Um, <laughs> but when I got home, there was a message, and it said, "Your package was delivered. Do you want to send a thank you to your driver?" Yep. I've never I went, seen that. holy cool. shit. So I, I had a conversation with her because she's never judgmental. <laughs> and, and so I can say, yes, please send a thank you to my, to my driver, to my delivery. Um, you know, and and it, they will send it to them. With $5. Well, how simple yeah. is that? Right. You know, what, that's marvelous. Because you don't always get to see your UPS guy or, or your post office guy or gal or, you know. But, yeah, I appreciate that stuff. So, thanks. How easy is that? Yeah. I've actually... Not I, to derail the, the whole no, conversation. No, that's, that's more or less what I'm trying to come up with is, like, not everybody needs to be all bubbly and nice all the time. But it's so easy to get in a rut of all the bad things happening or get caught up in, just get caught up in crap. You you hear something and something's different with you. And yeah, it's it's good to vent. And sometimes you, you want to get information from other people to see if you're experiencing the same issues that they're having. But then it also starts kind of the, the downward spiral of, of negativity and sometimes it's better to just shut up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but just just trying to just trying to promote 
what good there is. And well, I want to touch on something you mentioned before with um, having newer equipment or functioning equipment. And that's one of the things that I've been realizing is that I'm needing to use equipment and supplies in place of the people that I don't have. Yeah. So upgrading, um, getting uh, personal lights for each one of the, the members so that they can have something. Um, looking to get uh, some better jackets that we currently have right now. Um, we've gotten, for example, we have like the big ice sled, rescue sled for doing ice rescues. Um, but also we wound up investing last year with a donation of the, it's a device that looks like a torpedo at the end of a, a two and a half inch line that you actually inflate with air. And you can actually send it out and turn that hose into a 50 foot long or 100 foot long floating rescue device. Yes, I've seen those. That's so that cool. can be deployed with one person who knows what they're doing Difficulty. If you have one person who shows up on scene and you've got a couple of bystanders, you can point to them and say, "Okay, just grab this hose and push it out there." Whereas a going out with a rescue um, device, you're looking at having to get two people minimum into gumby suits, and it just takes a lot more people to get that deployed. Um, so, my, and my my members, I, I have given me some feedback of saying it's good to have our newer engines that we have, the, the, the equipment, and that they can rely on it when they show up and know that if it's shorthanded, um, they've got the, the, they don't have to worry about the equipment as much as uh, not having the people there. Yep. It's like the Lucas device. Yeah. That's literally four people on the scene. Yep. Yep. It's yeah, just, you just got to come up with ways to, we have to, sometimes we have to reinvent it because we have to get, um, creative. You get, yeah, you have you have to come up with a solution with yeah. the uh, resources you have. Yeah, and sometimes you know, typically resource resources required for a scene would be it's five to ten people. And when you don't have that five to ten people, you go, okay, here's the solution I need, or here's the the outcome that I need, and here's the resources I have. How do I connect A and B? Yeah, I think sometimes you just got to take the snow banking. Sometimes you have to. That's a little, little not what I'm talking about, but yeah. So we can we can circle around with that too. You're over here shaking your head and laughing about all the the positivity stuff. Well, but so <laughs> here's I agree with you. Positive positivity would be nice. The problem is is that us as public safety personnel and all that shit that we've seen, we stuff. generally do not. If somebody comes to you all bubbly. Like, you don't trust that. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. and Like, that, if that's, somebody's too nice I and don't too positive, to... you know you're looking at them and you're like, look, I've seen the worst of humans, human beings, and I know you're full of shit. You cannot be this happy. Cut to shit. <laughs> you're definitely looking for the knife that they're going to put yeah. in your back. <laughs> I don't trust it. Shoot it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's kind of what so I was trying positive. to say. Is like... <laughs> Is that you don't have to be the bubbly nice person. Don't be the bubbly nice person. Don't focus. If you are, stay away from it. So, I got to empty my clip today. (laughs) (laughs) Not on town property. (laughs) You you don't trust it. Like, no, I agree. Be positive. Compliment people where compliments are due. But don't fake it. Don't be in. I just thought of another resource you need to buy in Casco. Is a bulletproof vest. It's in my car. Uh, it, so but it's just it's the simple today what did we do we took the we took the uh, snowbanking we shoveled that lady's dr- walkway oh yeah 
But that's just being a decent human being. That's not. That's all, all I'm saying. That's not all bubbly and bullshit. What did I say? You don't need to be bubbly and sunshine right. all the time. I'm just saying. So especially the more and more people we get together working together, everybody refracts off each other. So if you have one person that's pissy, yeah, then everybody is eventually going to be, be pissy. pissy. Yeah. I get that. So to, to backtrack a little bit to what you were talking about a minute ago, resources, we used to be able to fight a fire with one town, two towns. Now we're calling 10 or 12 towns, and you're talking about resources and trying to make things work with lower staffing. We throw out that word regionalization, not as a huge thing, but when these chiefs are buying equipment, like Chris and Brian, they need to pay attention to what the next town has because there's no sense in them wasting money for their membership when the next town over has it that resource is already available to them. So what can they do to better the whole area versus just their town, which we now have some chiefs in the area that actually pay attention to that and do work well with other towns. Cause they know all 12 of them are going to be there when the call drops. Absolutely. Yeah, we, <clears throat> we bought our uh, new engine in uh, summer of 2021 and we did not get a foam system on it. Um, it was another $14,000 that we weren't really, we weren't budgeted for getting the replacement truck to begin with. So anything extra was, we had to really carefully look at it. And Brownfield, whose automatic response with us for structure fires and vehicle fires had just taken delivery on a mini pumper with a calf system um, six months before, November before that. So knowing that I've got a calf system on its way automatically and I can go buy a CNS supplying foam stick that I can put on the end of any of my uh, inch and three quarter lines to have foam if I need it immediately. That was three hundred and fifty dollars rather than fourteen thousand dollars for an right. internal foam system. But plus every but, other town around you, Bridgeton, Sebago, Freiburg. Does Hiram have foam on their trucks? They do, yeah. And we have foam also on our mini pumper. Yeah. But, so I mean, so we've we've got the supplies there. So it, it, it's. To me, it was not a detriment to not get foam on an engine um, because it just would be redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, as we all know, and we're, we, <laughs> you have 12 towns that show up for a fire that you call out for, you're going to have 14 engines and 11 people and trying to figure out how those other three engines showed up without a driver, but that's what it seems like sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's way more than enough apparatus that we have, um, but it's a lack of personnel. Yeah. Well, and the problem is, is that some of the personnel that are coming to are on the end of their careers, they're getting ready to retire. They're not interior anymore. They can only operate a truck. So that's another struggle we have is we got to get some, some newer blood into the business somehow. But I think that's part of it. And something else that kind of rang a bell in my head was the new people we've gotten and how that negativity can even like, I mean, we've joked about it on here. Liz was over in the corner about how basically trying to talk her out of it. And yeah, we're lighthearted and we're laughing about it. But like for someone brand new, man, how much are we, we actually wearing know. into them? And, and, truth, and truthfully, we have no idea what she's thinking yeah, right. when she's driving home at the end of the day. Right. She might laugh it off with us, but who knows what she's really taken out of it. Right. And that's, it's just the, the little stuff that you don't think about until it's a, a direct thought. And then you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> what have I affected? But, I mean, it's just the stuff we've beaten with a de- beaten to death is stuff that we can't control. You know? And I really got to the point where I was like, well, what, what can we do that doesn't cost money, that doesn't um, 
require the town to get involved. Basically, nobody can tell you no about. And it's just how you walk throughout throughout the day and how you conduct yourself at trainings or when you're around other people. That's that's what I think is the easiest and quickest way to change the the mood in general. So we just stop talking. Right. <laughs> if we stop talking, you can't say anything to hurt anybody's feelings. Just so just stop talking and smile whenever somebody walks by. Mm-hmm. Smile and wave. Head, <laughs> head nods. Head nods, exactly. Living the dreams, you know. Chief, how are you doing with new hires as far as the call department? <laughs> about as well as everybody else? Yep. Yep. Um, I, I did get uh I did get one application last month. So that was good. Some people have started some paperwork, but just then never follow through or continue yeah, on I, I had someone who was very interested in joining and moved to town. Um, I invited him to a meeting and, and had a friend who was on the department and seemed to see all the good fun stuff. So I met with him and spent two hours giving him a tour of the station and going through what we did. And then I gave him the list of Bureau of Labor Standards that he would have to complete before. Once he got hired, he would have to complete that before he could... Um, start to be involved in trainings and, and yeah. respond to calls. And that is the last time I heard from them. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs. But it's trying to find how to still motivate through that is where I think we keep getting stuck. You know, we, we recognize that, yeah, it's hard to bring new people on because the time requirements are higher and the time availability is lower than it's ever been. And got to find a way to work around it. Uh, it All ideas would be gladly accepted. Right. And I'm just trying to figure out where to start. (laughs) And that's all because it's... it all it's all compounding is that you run into that yeah the the big one is is time constraints but then you get stuck with the older people retiring and so you're left with whoever is really there and whoever's there is trying to compensate for the people who've left mm-hmm. and so like the pool keeps getting smaller the demands keep getting higher and the more you kind of let that out and let that show the less likely new people are to come in because why would I want to be like that? <laughs> you know. So it's all, that's, it's that's all, all I, I kind of brainstormed about. That's what I tried to get you guys to read about those two. <laughs> you gave it to us like 35 minutes before we were supposed to be here. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. That's positive. At least it's you didn't positive. give it to me five minutes before. I gave it before. to you, all right? How, <laughs> how often do I give you guys something to read before a show? Never. It's this time true. I did. Well, to change topics, but to try to keep it positive for Ed here so he doesn't <laughs> down himself. Um, there uh, Looks like there's 10 different new legislations that are coming in to support EMS in some, sport, some way and through the state. Um, and that recently the news came out about the Blue Ribbon Commission that was talking about trying to get $70 million invested into EMS over the next couple of years. Um, so hopefully that will put a spotlight on our issues. Um, and it's good to see that there are some legislatures who are working through. I, know, I have not seen, it's too early to see what the actual 
bills are that they're proposing. Yeah, they've just they've just assigned numbers to them at this point. There's yep. no there's no documentation. But something's got to give soon. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, what are you going to do? And there's still some people that will die on that hill. Oh, it's a career that you chose. Well, guess what? When people stop choosing it, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> they, they have stopped choosing it, and we do have a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, we are over the cliff. And it's amazing to bring that to somebody's attention in how shocked they are. I think the public would be quite surprised to see how many people are working at two, three, four agencies. Um, so you think about, like, oh, there might be... You count the rough number of employees and say, oh, there's 10,000 employees in the state of Maine, but those are 10,000 positions that are being held by 6,000 people. Right. Um, That's the thing. I, I noticed it when I was deputy chief is that <clears throat> you have the roster and most of the people in the town government look at the roster and all they look at is numbers. They don't look at the people and they don't look at what the people can do. And the only way that will work is if the chiefs and leadership actually break that down for them and say, hey, I've got 52 people on my roster, but 12 of them can go inside and six of them can turn stop and go signs. And these guys don't ever show up and I'm working on that. And like, it needs to be transparent. And I know a lot of towns that I've seen are not that transparent because they don't want to show their deficiencies for some reason. I don't know if it's pride or they don't want to lose their job or what it is, but they'll just flash these big rosters, but not explain that half of them don't do anything. Because they're listening to Ed and they want to keep it positive. That's not positive. Mm -hmm. Don't twist my words. (laughs) Well, that's what I just heard from you. It's basically just, you know, no confrontation. Can you go back to leaning back in your seat so that we don't have to fight about this? Hey, be positive. I am. As Eric said, I am positive. We will fight about this later. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get you guys going? Did you see the new training simulator you can do? I suggested that to you. We know John's all supportive of that. You suggested it, but the first episode that I brought that to his attention, and all I got was no. I got an actual, similar to where he's at right now, lean in, no. And then he went back to doing whatever he was doing. He's still not even good. Virtual reality firefighting coming to you. Going to have a bunch of new recruits that fought their first fire with VR that are positive and don't want to be offended. and don't want to take any critique because you can't be too critical or they'll leave. But you know what? You're taking this so... We've we've also (laughs) got to start opening up our minds that there's a different generation coming along that's much more digital. And I'm not saying it's going to replace going down through a burn building, but if you actually had one of those simulators at an open house and you allowed younger people to try it out or or people to to do it, that's a way you can actually have people get the interest going give them a very modified version of what it's like to actually run that hose. I'm not saying the department should run out and invest in the system, but we've got to start changing the way that we are recruiting and trying to attract people because what we've done forever, which is just let people come through the door and use them when they come in, that's not happening anymore. And we've got to figure out different ways of being more proactive in reaching out to where they are not expecting them to come where we are. Oh, I, I joke about the VR stuff, but I do think there's a place for it. Absolutely. I mean, it's not the end all, but it's, it's a step that right. you could use. That's not your end test. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I, that is exactly what I thought. Put the thing on a trailer, bring it to open houses, bring it to school fairs, bring it to whatever. 
and then it just gets some interest. It gets some sort of introduction. It gets some light. Okay, John, let's hear it. Can we get an EMS one? No. Where you go and you just have to pick some fat diabetic off the ground. I was going to... All covered well, in there's vomit. actually... Oh, what is the name? I'll do that for 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, never there's, mind. There's, there we'll just go <laughs> there's a game. Oh, what is it called? There is a video game and, like, you use the keyboard to control hands. But, like, it's in an ambulance. So as you're driving down the road, like, things are flying. And as you try and move things, like, the patient will lose blood and... The O2 sats will drop and stuff like that. <laughs> I forget the name of it, but it's not, not a real good simulator, but it is kind of funny. <laughs> I think that's called Call of Duty EMS Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else we got? Well, no, I've been trying to poke at it a little, get him going, but he's too positive. He's on drugs. That's what's happened. Right. He can't stop smiling, I noticed, right? this, this week. He's just me. beaming you're from... You're just getting to know me. That's from all handlebar mustache to handlebar mustache. That's it's just all it the is. little two pieces are coming most, out. I've ever seen him smile. Yeah. What was on that pizza? Hey, so you know what? Have a good outlook on it. Right. Enjoy you know, it. I pizza, just, I got Dr. Pepper. I don't typically drink soda, but for some reason, I wanted a Dr. Pepper for the last three 23 days. 23 so. flavors. See, I'm not questioning it. I think that he's just liking the fact he's got his new position here. He's yeah, working with his I'm best... The, I'm in the upswing. He gets to work with I'm one on of the, his best the, friends. Uh, like, the I, mean, manic, I thought manic. Carl left. I'm on the manic swing, <laughs> yeah. so it's good. <laughs> yeah. We're on the chairlift. Right. Everything's... <laughs> things are changing. Things are... And that's my favorite part of life. I mean, you're working with the best... You're working with your favorite deputy. He's okay. You're working yeah. for your favorite chief. You already hit on him tonight. Favorite deputy of this department. It's great. Yeah. And you know they get along good because they were feeling <laughs> each other's mustaches. Right. It's hmm. all good. Yeah. Do we still do drug tests? <laughs> We talked about that. So There's alcohol policy, but no edible huh? policy. So you want to get rid of the rest of the department, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the quiet was not a good time. Yeah. Time. Horribly placed awkward moment. <laughs> I told, I, we've done better than I thought. I thought there would be a lot more silence this episode. But it's just been judgmental. We're, we're getting there because we're about ready to run out of... It's been judgmental yeah. looks from John the whole time. I'm just curious what you're on. Don't you worry about it. So for the listeners, how do you, how do you um, give us some feedback? How do, you, how do you overcome a negative with a positive? What do you take away from it? And I do want to kind of circle around too because I want to address John's poking in that it's not, it's not about being too easy on somebody like when somebody does something wrong it still needs to be addressed the training still needs to be there you still need to be the person that can run into a fire and uh had, okay fun story for for a little sidetrack in my <laughs> what so <laughs> in my uh what is it, six years i've had my ems license now i finally had to kneel down and pee First time I've made it so long without getting any bodily fluids on me other than blood. That was that. It finally happened. 
So twice now in one year, I've had my first. I filled up the back of the truck. Or I didn't fill it, but I pulled the wrong lever and got water in the hose <laughs> you bed. You charged the hose bed. And then... Uh, We've been there. I, so, I told them that yeah. story. Can you backtrack I for a second? I guess I didn't. I guess I'm I not. I guess I'm not a very good EMS person because I have no idea what you just were talking about. You Did you piss yourself? Like, no, what are you talking about? Else. I got somebody you know, else's bodily fluids on So me. you knelt down and somebody pissed on you. They had already pissed on the floor, and I needed to oh, kneel down you in it to get them. Oh, you Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a rite of passage in EMS. You got to get somebody. It else is, but the way you said it was it sounded funky. It was, yeah. yeah I was yeah. with you, Eric, on that one. I'm, I'm like, I don't know where he's going. So you knelt yeah. down in a pile of piss. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations. <laughs> I thought I thought he was hiding behind a cabinet door. That's, taking that's what I thought too. I thought he squatted every time. He was, he I was, was hiding behind the dualies. Yeah. Sorry, I phrased uh, that poorly. We're not allowed to assume anymore, but I thought that's just how he went. Well, hey, when you gotta go, you gotta go. If you're on scene, well, there's only so much you can so, do. Brian and I accidentally pulled the long wrong lever. On the side of Mayberry. You both did? Yeah. Like hand over hand. It was a moment. It was one of these. Hey, is this the right one? I don't know. I think so. You want to try it? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. All right, let's do it. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) See, the, the nothing's happening is when I stopped. I went, nobody can see, but I just pulled an imaginary lever. And then I was like. Fuck, and threw it up. Yeah, what you don't see is the hose bed on the other side of the truck flipping <laughs> off the top. Mine was quick enough that, like I said, if it weren't the middle of winter, I probably wouldn't have said anything, and it would have been fine. Yeah. Oh, no, we dragged. Uh, it was August. It was August, and it was miserable. We dragged all the two and a half off the back. Up Mayberry Hill. It, repacked it. Oh, yeah. We've uh, all made the mistakes, Ed. Yeah, mine was not I've never bad. knelt down to pee, though. Right. <laughs> you gotta live, John. Hey, you could be like that Hawaii truck that put 1,200 feet of LDH out onto the interstate. Just driving along, lip, flip, flip, flip. You know, one of my chiefs did that? <laughs> Recently, in this area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of our listeners did that in Sebago. Yeah. Didn't know he did it. Nice. They went for a coverage call, and he pulled the engine into the station, backed in, and a little lady stopped by and said, I think you dropped some hose out on the road. And he's like, no, no, we didn't. There's nothing missing. She's like, no, there's, there's some hose out there. And he went and flipped up the uh, bed cover, and he dumped all the five-inch day down, oh, right down the street. Nice. So they end up repacking that whole bed. That's why, that's <clears> why I missed a real truck. Right. I love that. Truck. I won't throw we it any names, but he knows recently. who he is. Yeah. I'm getting real. Okay. Have you seen the, like, the reels that mount on the side of the engines? I have, yes. I've actually been looking at trying to fab together a small utility trailer with a reel on it because you can get some uh, the, the automatic or the either power hose reel yep. or a hand crank one. You get a small eight by five by eight utility trailer. You can pack a lot of hose, like have it mounted on the side of that. You can uh, mount the hose. You can have it being pulled behind something. Um, that might be worth doing rather than trying to get a whole reel truck in. I mean, you're not going to do a lot of LDH, but Typically, we're not really running a lot of LDH, where it's more of the hand lines, two and a half inch and an inch and three quarter. Um, And that took me down the rabbit hole of the uh, Ferrera came out with a new engine that's got 18,000 gallon per minute, uh, two 5,000 gallon per minute nozzles and an all remote monitor and an 8,000 gallon per minute monitor. And it hooks up to two like eight by 24 trailers that are pumps and they have a, a... huge 12 inch uh 
two 12-inch LDH lines are what feeds that truck, but it can move water. It's like the New Jersey Neptune system. Hmm. Um, You're pretty but, confident in this big water thing you're going to do oh yeah that's going to take a lot of tankers <laughs> you're going to buy a couple tractor trailer trucks or get it you're pretty tight with pulling spring and have them wheel something yeah. just give them a kojak style yeah. pop an old mag light up there on the but, on roof no, I mean, send it, it. bridgeton used to have the real truck and we used to have heavy. one here you didn't have one here yeah. too yeah um, we had God, a, we had almost a mile of four inch on yeah. that and bridgeton yeah. it, it from using it for years, my own opinion, everybody has their opinions about them. I think they're great for picking stuff up at the end, but they're not very good for the beginning of the call and the deployment. That's what I found with the one that, we, that I used in Bridgeton is that I didn't find it very effective on the initial call, like laying out the line, but picking up after the fact, it was a wonderful thing to have. Yeah, because I mean, you're... you're primary engine that's going in the driveway should be laying the hose out as they go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're really not going to send that in first and get that stuck in the mix. Um, but there could be, we could, even if it was a mutual aid asset and just having a trailer that was available, that if a truck, a large structure fire comes in like the other night, send it down. It doesn't have to be the first thing there, but, um, that would certainly help by having, mm-hmm. even having the hand crank one. Um, yeah. how much hose do you have a lot of spare hose that you can come back to the station and put, restock yeah mo- we can typically restock yeah. one truck see and okay. this was the regionalization equipment buying stuff i was talking oh, about what was it uh something efficiency municipal efficiency municipal efficiency yeah, yeah. this yeah. is this is it it's happening right yeah. now it's chris, been happening yeah but chris just said he's gonna go for a real truck so he can donate it to all these other towns to pick up their hose i think it's a fabulous idea chris. no i said it was bringing <laughs> to the mutual aid organization to have them pay for it uh, whatever i think it's a great uh, idea you're heading it up yeah. i support you <laughs> he's positively supporting you. i am there you go <laughs> i nothing bad to say about it the the hand crank one that does um up to two and a half inch hose is 650 bucks and it, and that can be mounted on a um, class three receiver hitch, um, where you can also just weld a, uh, that, that receiver type hitch onto the side of a galvanized trailer, have it on the passenger side and just crank the hose up, pop it off. And John can deliver. start a GoFundMe on our Facebook page. We got this. Okay. Who wants to donate That's to our right. real John's fund? John's over there just going, no, we got to have the rookies do it by hand. They'll get too soft if you use a reel. No, I'm trying to find the one that I was looking at. Um, there's a video of it. We can't hear you. Yeah, because I'm looking. And down south, where they do those long, like mile-long hose lays, they've got the electric reel that sits over basically the um, driver's side front portion of the uh, hose bed. So and this it one. Does it, it, that one. Oh, right Mount, there. Yep. This one mounts to your truck, and it does yep. LDH. So as you're driving, or if you're just sitting there, you can literally, it loads it up. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly what I was referring to. Yep. Because like down in Alabama and Florida and, and Mississippi, those areas where they just have flat land everywhere, I mean, they, they don't even think anything about running three quarters of a mile between engines of moving water along. Yeah. Well, that's a crazy amount of water just in the hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But when you have two feet of elevation gain over two miles, yeah, you're not really. Str- I mean, you can start doing the no, physics on that. No, as I say the the. I mean, you just have friction loss, which isn't great, but I'm saying the sheer volume of water just to fill the hose is, is pretty impressive. Yep. I guess I've never paid attention to what their water supply is down south. 
I was in the middle of a story and completely forgot what it was. That was good <laughs> 10 minutes ago. I, just <laughs> I did a deep dive into YouTube just to look for that stupid thing. Proud of you. Thank you. Awesome. Anything else you want to be positive about tonight, Ed? Oh, yeah, all of it. <laughs> but as far as topics and what to talk about, no. That was my concern going into this. We didn't really have it much to segue off of that. Well, we, got, we, we talked about that class we're going to Wells. We still need to figure out what we're doing for breakfast, what we're doing for dinner, what we're drinking, like who's bringing what. We got some planning we got to do, which is pretty positive, I think. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts, yeah. And I mean, there's four of us in this room that are going. I mean, we could start that process. I right. probably not like record it, but... Are you allowed to drink on your medication? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's improved and encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> not, not new and improved. Uh, I was going to bring the air fryer down. The, the, the alcohol, alcohol is the reason I'm yeah. on medication. There's always going to be a reason, John. I'm here for 72 hours straight. How do you think I get through the shift? Sure. <laughs> Sounds like I get to go. Oh, I was going to say, the, the smiles went away and there were looks of concern. The problem is you just said that recorded in front of the chief, who's probably going to send you for a piss test tomorrow morning. That's fine. I drink a lot of water tonight. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> John's the one that gets the beer-looking bottles. I thought he grabbed a four pack when we went. Pizza. <laughs> oh, that that uh, what is it's that? Ginger, ginger beer. Ginger bon, beer. Bon yeah, I saw we. No, one time. Beer. Oh yeah, we went to the um, the store over here, and they had. No, we went. It? This was we were coming back from Portland, and we stopped at uh, Corsetti's. That's right, and I bought this. I don't know what kombucha. It was. Kombucha. Oh, that stuff's kombucha. nasty. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, nasty. <laughs> I looked at it, and it. Didn't say anything about alcohol, so I opened it, and Ed's like, <laughs> and I'm like, like, like no, Ed, I knew what it was, and I'm like, like, did I buy alcohol? He's like, I don't know. So I'm like reading the bottle, I'm like, it doesn't say alcohol on it, and I was like, but it sure smells and tastes like it. <laughs> I don't normally. Well, it's fermented. I don't normally drink stuff. I don't know what it is. You had to read the bottle to see what it was. Yeah. You probably should have done that before you bought it. Well, it was supposed to be healthy for you. Well, apparently. It's like liquid it's kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> it's healthy it's, it's, it's as far as exactly alcohol is. goes. Yeah. Like one uh, bottle, or, yeah, one bottle. One glass of red wine is supposed to be healthy for you, I too. But, it wasn't alcohol, though. Allegedly. But it did taste like it. Because it was. And it and smelled like it. And stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's. I think that's all we got. Unless there's anything else we can think hey. of. Try and say something nice every day. Just, just one thing. Just don't be a dick. We need the right. <laughs> yeah, we need the few be, people. Listening. There is actually a book that you can buy on that other that yeah, online retail retailer place yeah. that has that book. Yeah, there's a, there's a few. It's called along How Not way. to Be a Dick. The actual that's, Boy Scout motto is "Don't be a dick your whole life." <laughs> that's fair uh, too I'm not getting in the middle of that you gotta hit stop <laughs> I think I think we need to get that book and put together a class yeah um, there we go don't, do a training on a book yeah don't be a dick yeah. we can have the biggest one John teach it oh <laughs> not, so the oh, book okay. I was so uh, I don't know if you ever 
Did you ever read that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, that book is awesome. So he came out with another one where everything, everything is fucked, a book about hope. And that's the one, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I'm currently working on. That's you precious. own it? Uh, what? I have a couple of your books, actually. Yeah, I, I lend I them still, out. I Do you have them. The Subtle Art of Not no. Giving a Fuck? Oh. No, I have I think I, I have actually, I think I gave that ones. one to... Gretchen, because that was a good one for Gretchen. No, nice. I have a That's your positive part of your library? It actually, it's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good book, especially for people who overthink and stress about the little things. It's good. It's basically like uh, that comedian we're watching. Or like, or if you like... Or it's like, if you think you have pro, you think you're in a country, zoom the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have to po- I'll have to post that link too. <laughs> Probably should. Who was that comedian? I don't know. I've don't only know. seen him pop up. Well, on hopefully this, reels. hopefully this 25th episode will spark up some interest in people who talk to us. Right? You think you have problems in your small little town? You think you're in a country? Zoom the fuck out. <laughs> what was it? He's like, is that part of that regionalization? Or sorry, municipal <laughs> efficiency? Yeah. He's like, you're on a giant spinning rock. In the middle of nothingness. And that nothingness is expanding. <laughs> He's like, so it's just getting bigger. All right. <laughs> That's it? Yep. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for having me.